we are in this very weird time, and we have been in it for a few months now. I mean, it depends on how far back you want to go. We've been in a weird time for a long time, but I'm talking about the pandemic. COVID-19 happening in the year 2020, and it's just been a very odd time, somewhat surreal in in many ways. And because we have been shut in, well, we are taking in more social media than we normally, I think, than we normally take in. And I think that's the case for most all of us because we just don't have access to the world like we normally do. And as you know, the news is a drag and and it can drag you down and it can suck the joy from your soul. And I know many of my brothers and sisters are feeling that right now. Here's one of the things that, in fact, this is the thing that I want you to think about in this podcast. God did not build your mind to hold all the anger, the gossip, the pain, suffering, rage, the destruction of the world. You have a very small receptacle above your neck for containing information. Your pea brain is like my pea brain, and if you think about all the stuff that you could potentially pour into our pea brains, well, our container is just not built for that. And if your container becomes a trash can for all the world's problems, you will eventually become an out-of-control landfill, like the county dump. And so the question that I want you to think about in this podcast, in addition to thinking about this idea that that your brain space is limited space and you can't take in all the rage of the world, and so what I want you to think about in this podcast, are you taking in too much of the world's garbage? Welcome to the podcast. This is Life Over Coffee, and I'm Rick Thomas, and I'm so glad that you are here. If you want to read the show notes, I would love for you to do that. This is episode 250. This is our 250th. Well, okay, this is a mile marker. Didn't even realize that. We're, we're a quarter of our way to 1,000. If 1,000 is the goal, I don't have a goal. I just do one one a week, and so I've been doing this for 250 weeks now. This is episode 250. How to tell if too much social media is bad for your soul. I also have a video on our YouTube channel, and it's embedded here inside these show notes, episode 250. And so you can watch me presenting a version of this podcast. I'll give you more detail in this podcast than the video but if you want to watch the shortened, the abridged version, you can go to our YouTube channel, and it's titled, Are You Consuming Too Much Social Media? Again, you can find it inside these show notes as well. One of the problems that we have going on here, talking about the effect of something on your soul, is that you can't measure the effect of something while it is happening to you. It's like a bad marriage, for example. Let's say that you are, some of you have been, some of you are in a bad marriage. Some of you have been in bad marriages. And it is not possible to gain full clarity on what happened during the marriage until months or years later as the noise dies down and, and clarity begins to come. 
uh, to you. And I've heard this many times in my counseling career as I have talked to a spouse post-divorce, and they said, Rick, while I was going through it, it, it's just like my mind was muddled and I couldn't think with any kind of clarity, and now I'm on the other side of it, and clarity is beginning to come as the fog is beginning to lift. And that's, that's my point here is that it's hard to measure something while it is happening. Another illustration of that, some of you remember 9-11 20 years ago. Well, when it was happening, we were all watching it, and it was surreal. It was just unbelievable, and and we couldn't really get our minds around what was going on. Of course, it has taken years later after that for us to and 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 some people are still processing what happened 20 years ago but but that's how these intense moments are you can't measure them with the clarity that you need while you are in it and so it takes years after an event is over the researchers have completed a thorough study of what happened and its consequences the people in the middle they can only react by what is happening in real time. And here's the thing about this social media consumption that we're going through now during COVID-19. We will not entirely know how we have shrunken our souls through social media until years from now. The effect of social media is hard to measure anyway because it's ever-evolving. In fact, I have an article on my website that I did, I did for a conference, and I did a conference earlier this year in in 2020, I think it was in January or February, it was in Sarasota, Florida, and they asked me to speak on technology, and and I I wrote up a multi-thousand word article called The Cyber Effect and What We Can Do About It, and that article is on our Web on our website, and, and that's one of the points that I made. Not only is it hard to measure the effect of social media while it is happening, but the thing about social media is that it is ever-evolving. Our use of it is more like a frog in the kettle as you're slowly turning up the heat and the frog doesn't realize that it's boiling it or being boiled to death. And that's part of the problem with social media, especially I see a lot of this in the Christian community, is that they were introduced to social media, let's say 2007, when uh, Steve Jobs gave us the iPhone. That's really, that's really when it hit another gear. And, and then all of these apps came, and, and Facebook really started uh, picking up speed. And, and here we are 13 years later, and what's happened with, and I've seen this with so many Christians, we roll along with it enamoring ourselves with the latest app while sharing our mouse noses and dog ears with all of our friends. Sometimes it's just sad to me because I, I see I see the darker side of things because of what I do, because that lands in my lap, lands in my office, lands on my website. And I am the one that's talking to people about the consequences of, of these things. And I, I see some of these people that they just, it's just a play toy, and they don't realize that they are just amusing themselves to death while the devel- the developers, the people who are developing these things, they uh, they know what they're doing. They're very keen. They're very sharp. And they know how to keep the addictive IVs connected to our veins. 
And I do see this idea of amusing ourselves to death, how we're boiling ourselves in this social media and we don't even realize it. We can't even measure it. And we're going to get 10, 20, 30, 40 years on the other side of it. And we're already seeing the effect of that now. Social media, talking about the negative side of it, which is what I'm talking about here, it has dramatically altered how we communicate, how we relate to each other, and it is affecting our entire culture. It is affecting our country. This idea of amuse, I think many of you know the word amusement. Well, the word amuse means without the mind. It means doing something without your mind. It's a mindless thing, and that's the addictive nature of it. The letter A, amusement, the letter A in the word negates what comes after it. And in this case, the word is muse. The word muse means mind, and so the word amuse means without the mind, which is why I say that we are amusing ourselves to death and we don't know it. And that's critical when you're talking about any kind of addiction. And then now, we've been doing this for over a decade now, and then you throw in a pandemic where social media is no longer a slow drip. Up until this point, it was just a slow drip where we're boiling ourselves, where we can't even feel the the ever-increasing intensity of the heat. But now, it's not like that. We are taking uh, this slow drip concept, and we have just opened the faucet wide on social media because we're all sheltering in place with no short, uh, no uh, social outlet. And so with you take increased and intensified social media consumption, the pandemic has it has allowed us to measure social media's impact on our minds. Isolation and increased intake permit you to see how too much of the world's problems are changing you. And so in a weird kind of way, we can take this sheltering in place season and we can see how it's how social media specifically is affecting our souls. Folks have nothing else to do but to look at the world through an addictive social media window. They can't go into the real world to engage their communities. That's what 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 can we do? And so we drink more Twitter, we drink more Facebook, more YouTube, more TV, more fill in the blank. And what that's doing to so many of us is that is amping up our anxiety, our fear, our anger, which has a soul-diminishing effect on us. This intensified media gush, it affirms the thesis that too many people's problems, especially those that you cannot fix, are not suitable for the small brain space above our necks. And so let me go back to my original thesis. The big idea that I want you to think about in this podcast, episode 250, titled How to Tell If Too Much Social Media is Bad for Your Soul, here is my prop statement. God did not build your mind to hold all the anger, the gossip, the pain, the suffering, the rage, and destruction of the world. You have a small receptacle above your neck for containing information. If your container becomes a trash can for all the world's problems, eventually you'll become an out-of-control landfill. And my big question is, are you taking in 
too much social media. Well, we have a a season, an intensified season where isolation has been mandated, and so we've really been relegated to social media platforms. I can, I'm old enough to go back in the day, and I know it's not proper to say when I was a kid or when I was whatever, but I'll do it anyway. Back in the day, 50 years ago when I was a kid living in the country of North Carolina, we only knew about Aunt Mabel's sciatica problem down the street. I mean, that was pretty much the information. And then, of course, the gossip that was happening in our little country church. And outside of a few other issues besides our own family problems, that's all the information, that's all the negative garbage that we had. We didn't know anything else. Now, we had three TV channels, and we had newspapers where the news was always dated, at least 24, 48 hours. And, and the news back then always seemed to be out there somewhere because the world was a lot bigger I remember one time watching the Los Angeles Lakers play a basketball, NBA basketball team. They were playing somebody, and we had we finally got us a colored television. And I watched them in their yellow uniforms, and it was fuzzy, but it was like I was watching them on Mars because it was so far out there that it really didn't have an effect. Even the riots of the 60s, as I lived through uh, the, the civil uh uh, riots that happen and and Martin Luther King and and all of that even though that was troubling it was still out there somewhere and so we just didn't know what we can know today today we can virtually know everything that is happening in the world the minute that it is happening and so if there was a question about the adverse effect of social media over an extended period, it should not be a question any longer. We are going through a global experiment where everyone is drinking from the same social media fire hose, and we're all suffering from it. The sniping, the anger, the divisions, the frustrations— are at an all-time high. It's affecting our marriages, our families, our churches, our communities. Here are the questions that I want you to think about for this podcast. How are you doing? Sheltering in place with more social media pouring into your mind. How are you doing? Are you drinking too much? How do you know? Has Facebook become your primary social intake? Is there some other social media platform that has become your primary social intake? One of the ways to assess your soul during this season is by measuring where you are today with where you were six months ago or a year ago. Are you less frustrated? Are you less anxious? today than you were six months ago? If you are less anxious and less frustrated, it means that you're doing well with progressive sanctification. Progressive sanctification, the doctrine of progressive sanctification means after you become a Christian, you're not perfect, but you are a work in progress, and so you are progressively being sanctified. You're progressively maturing into 
Christ-likeness. Progressive means you're getting incrementally, you're becoming better and better. And so if you're better off today than you were six months ago, as far as your soul is concerned, well, then you're in a good spot. And by the way, you should be. I should be better today than I was six months ago or a year ago. That means progressive sanctification is working well for you. But if you're more anxious and more frustrated today, then you're heading in the wrong direction. And you must evaluate your companions. And when I talk about companions, I'm talking about the things that feed your mind. You are a composite of your companions, the things that surround you. If you were to take a sheet of paper and and draw a stick figure in the middle and say that that was you, or just write your name in the middle of that piece of paper, and then you would write around the perimeter all the things that uh, are your companions, the things that feed you information, and that could be human beings like in real space, in real time, friends, your pastor, your pastor's sermons, your Sunday school teacher, your small group uh, leader, your small group friends, your church friends, your neighbor, people at work. It could be that, but it can also be virtual companions as well. And so as you write around the perimeter of that sheet of paper, it, it would be instructive to write, what are your companions? Now, I hope that Life Over Coffee is one of your companions. And our other network podcast, Your Daily Drive, and our website, and our YouTube channel, those are good friends. I think those are good companions. But then there are some that just aren't. They really aren't. And so if you are going in the wrong direction, meaning you're more anxious, more frustrated, more fearful today than you were a year ago, you, you, need, to, you need to assess. Because the heat that is coming into your life through what is happening in our culture, it is revealing where your heart is, and this is an ideal time. The social experiment is working. It is identifying how well you are uh, interacting with God and how well you are appropriating his grace into your life. God did not equip you to carry the weight of the world. Are you taking in too much negative information? And if you are, you must cut back on what you're permitting into your brain space. If your container is full of garbage, God's word has seeped out. Because your brain is not going to get bigger. It doesn't expand with all of the information. It is a set definitive container. And so if you are pushing in or permitting in all of the junk in our world, then the good stuff that can bring transformation to your soul is leaking out the back door. Now, what can you do about it? Well, I want to give you just a few ideas that I would love for you to implement. And again, if you want to read uh, what I'm sharing with you, please go to episode 250. And also, if you need someone to talk to, we have free community forums on our website, and you can come and you can flatten it out. You, you can call yourself Road Warrior or God's Child, whatever you want to call yourself. You don't have to use your real name. Some people are uh, they struggle with that, and they, they that's just they they they're kind of fearful and insecure, and they just struggle that way, and that's fine. Change your name, uh, 
I don't care. I really don't. What I care about is that you're having an outlet. You have someone that you can talk to, people that can surround you, good companions. And and it's free. We have people who support us. They they love what we do and and they want to help you. And this is one of the way they can one of the ways that they can do it. And so if you need someone to talk to, please do that. But here's some things that I want you to consider. Number one, perhaps you can delete a social media platform. Consider it. Delete it. You, you don't need it. Uh, Lucia, my wife, deleted Facebook last year, 2019. She went through slight withdrawals, <laughs> but not anything significant. But she found herself when she would go out on it when she's working, and then an hour later, it's like she's just streaming through all of this stuff that she will neither remember, and it's just not redemptive, and it's just like, no, I, I need to stop this. And, and you know, uh, I have an article about three ways to, to stop sin and temptation, and one is the amputation approach. If your hand offends you, cut it off, and maybe you just need to amputate and some of you do need to delete your social media. It's such a waste of time. We use social media for one. T- we use social media for one reason, and that is to share the message of Christ. I do not use social media reciprocally, meaning I don't talk to people on social media. I don't. It's just not. It's not something that I have practiced because I, before this pandemic ever hit, I've known for years that I can't go there. Not with people. I've got people in my life that I can interact with. I got, I got people that I, I love and people that love me and people that uh, they want to be with me and I want to be with them. And they're real people. You can touch them, hug them, cry with them, pray with them. You can uh, do all of these wonderful things, and I don't want cyber relationships. And so we have a we have a unidirectional worldview when it comes to social media. And I know that frustrates some people because they try to reach us, and they don't understand. I mean, right now we have over thirteen thousand people on our Facebook page, and you wouldn't believe. I mean, the number of people that try uh, to communicate with us through social media and. Part of me, part of it's selfish on their part. Part of it's lazy because they just want to do it. Uh, part of it's ignorance. They just don't understand. And so I, I get it. We do have a way of interacting with people. But if we open the door to social media, we would have to shut our ministry down uh, because it is just so huge. And it's just not, it's not possible. It's not responsible. Uh, it's, it's not what God would want us to do, and so it's a unidirectional ministry. But some of you need to just delete yours. Number two, you, maybe you can just go on a social media fast. You can just like turn it off on the weekends, which is typically what I do. I lay low on social media. Uh, we use it Monday through Friday primarily. Uh, we don't spend time. We might throw something out on Saturday morning, but we don't spend time paying attention to it. And so Saturday and Sunday is pretty much dead to us, which is actually wonderful. And maybe you need to go on a social media fast. Number three, perhaps find platforms and websites that encourage you, like rickthomas.net, like our YouTube channel, like our free forums here, our articles. We have hundreds upon hundreds of articles. And uh, I don't know, maybe we, I think it's over 1,200 podcasts. 
podcasts now. We have over 300 videos. We have a lot of information that could really bless you. So find the platforms that fill your mind with God's Word and the practical message of Jesus Christ. Number four, find a social media community that will uh, edify you, as I was talking earlier, uh, and that will uh, not fill you with the world's junk. And then something you can consider is that commit to doing something productive for 20 minutes a day. For, for those of you who spend more than 20 minutes on social media, then if you're not spending 20 minutes in prayer or journaling or reading your Bible, then you're a mess. You're, you're just in a mess, and you're heading, you're just fast-tracking to the wrong place. And so maybe you can journal. And I know everybody's not a journaler. Maybe that's not your cup of tea. I understand. Uh, some people do. I do. I love it. It is huge for me, but it's not for everybody. It's a way, not the way, but you can consider journaling. Also, you can learn to play the piano, play the guitar. Uh, you can learn an instrument 20 minutes a day. How amazing. Just think for the last four months, if you spent 20 minutes a day of what you would know, maybe learn a language, another language, a foreign language. And of course, don't look back and say, well, I've just wasted that, and then you don't do anything. Go ahead and change your future. Change your future by starting today, and then you'll be four months from now looking back and, and, and look, what, look what God has done. And perhaps you can reach out to others. I know one of the things our church is doing, they're having porch prayers where uh, a group of folks are, are going and, and just gathering and praying with folks on their porch. You can memorize scripture. You can learn a hobby uh, like cooking. Uh, my son has taught himself how to uh, do video editing during covid and, of course, that has really been wonderful for our, uh, for our videos on our YouTube channel. You can learn a new career. You can start a mastermind program. You can exercise 20 minutes a day. Fill in the blank. There are so many things. Just 20 minutes a day. Cut out social media for 20 minutes and replace it with something else. This is episode 250, How to Tell If Too Much Social Media is Bad for Your Soul. I want to finish the podcast by trying, trying to get to uh, some of the questions that have uh, come in, uh, people that don't go to the forum or don't ask on the forum. Uh, Mark sent in, and he said, I'm trying to figure out if Mr. Thomas subscribes to Jay Adams or Larry Crabb. I want to know before I join uh, the Mastermind training. And uh, this is an intriguing question to me, and part of it I'm stumped. I don't know how to answer it initially because uh, I don't subscribe to either either one. I don't think I I don't look at it that way. That's not how let, let me try this. I, I don't know altogether where Jay Adams or what he believes today because I haven't read uh, any of his books in many years. I don't I don't mean that in a disparaging way. I just haven't and so I can't tell you what Jay Adams believes, how he has evolved in progressive sanctification. Because I don't follow Paul, I don't follow Cephas, and I don't really follow anyone else. And so I'm not sure. And then, too, it's been a long time since I've read Larry Crabb as well. And so I can't tell you where Larry Crabb is. And so for me, what I do is I—and I don't mean this the way it could sound, and I realize how it could sound, but I, I just don't—I don't take my cues from people and adapt my ministry and my— worldview on biblical counseling, for example, around individuals. I try to study the Bible and, and pray and, 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 and really process you know, how to practically apply the Bible. And 
I, I have my own niche. I, I have my own way of thinking about it. And so I don't line up with other people. I just don't. I, I, I couldn't tell you really what. I, I don't follow any biblical counselors or any counselors for that matter. And, and so what you would have to do, what I would recommend that you do, Mark, is that you read my work and then you draw your conclusions from it. But I don't adapt what I do from anyone. Uh, I, I never have. I've never been a lockstepper anyway, and so I don't follow people, and I don't read biblical counseling. I don't have any. In, I have very little interest in in reading biblical counseling. I have interest in studying the Bible and and other things, and I spend a lot of time. I've, I'm talking about hours upon hours and hours every week, without exception, in my life for decades now, meditating and praying and musing over Scripture and the practical application as I think about the souls of people, uh, and then try to then I write about that, like this podcast that I just did. And so I can't say that I subscribe to I know, Jay Adams' is Nuthetic, uh, but then that just means all kinds of things, and uh, I'm, not, I'm definitely not Nuthetic uh, in, in, the, in the negative connotation of what Nuthetic is. Uh, Larry Crabb, uh, again, I don't know where he's at or what, how he subscribes. And so I'm not being evasive with the question, but I just don't follow people. And I realize it's important for some people and for Mark here asking the question uh, because they're trying, he wants to label me, and, and I get it, and he wants to understand. Well, the best way for you to understand, Mark, is for you to read my work, and you can draw your own conclusions. And if you like it, that's fantastic. If it doesn't resonate with you, that's fantastic too. Uh, we're not trying to build a kingdom here. We're just trying to help a few people that God brings with us, uh, brings to us. And so that's the best answer that I can give you. It's the only question I can get to right now. I'll do more in future podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. You have been listening to Life Over Coffee with Rick Thomas. If you have a question for Rick, you can let him know by sending him a note through his website, rickthomas.net. That's rickthomas.net. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your coffee. Thank you.